Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pixelist Podcast, the podcast about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. I'm Will, that's Blake, er, that's Blake on this side. Yeah, uh, I need to, I'm looking over here, but I should be looking. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, this is, we're in the same room, basically. This is very natural. Yeah. <laughs> um, and today we're talking about The Last of Us, just dropped on HBO, something we have both been looking massively forward to. Mm-hmm. Finally got to see the premiere last night, and uh Really excited to dive in on it. Uh, yeah, and actually we recorded, Will and I actually sat down and watched episode one. We recorded uh, our watch through, so we'll have a reaction video put up um, at some point, uh, probably tonight or tomorrow. Um, so if you like that kind of content, you can check that out. But uh, Will, I'm excited to dig into the first episode. I feel like we've been hurt before. Show games that we love mm-hmm. <laughs> that turn into shows. Yep. And so we're going to be talking about the episode today. If you haven't ever checked out our channel before, we'd like to throw out kind of our ideas and thoughts about a show. And we absolutely want to know what you think about the show. Put it down in the comments below. And we will tentatively say as spoiler free as possible, only because I realize um, just like with a show like Game of Thrones, there's people who have read the book and those who haven't read the book. This is long over at this point, but uh, in the same way, there's people who've played the game and people who haven't played the game. So we will try to keep this spoiler free. Uh, but every now and then we might have a slight spoiler. And if we do have one, we'll try to wave our hands like crazy and let you know <laughs> this is spoiler territory. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I was gonna say, do we have any other announcements? I don't really. Other than, um, I mean, if this is your first time checking us out, we do a lot of D and D content. We cover Critical Role. If you're familiar with that, and uh, right. Critical Role's new TV show, Legend of Vox Machina, season two airs this week. So we'll mm-hmm. also be covering that. So those are, I think, the only real announcements I have. Unless you have anything else to add. No. Well, I made the joke, Will, that um, we've been hurt before. Uh, I think of not just games to shows, but popular media to shows. I think of Lord of the Rings, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and I think of The Witcher. You know, we're still working on that season two mm. <laughs> review. But The yeah. Witcher, which seems to be a show that's dead in the water now, uh, an IP that you and I both love. And then now we've watched The Last of Us, the newest uh, in the world of gaming, whatever turned into shows. What what are your initial thoughts? What do you think of the, the episode? Man, I thought it was awesome. I, I know we're only one episode deep, so like part of me just doesn't want to get too take make too hot of a take this quickly. But maybe the best video game adaptation to to show or movie ever. Like just from one episode, so yeah. It, yeah. Like th- again, that's not fair because they have so much room to still mess up potentially, right? But um, so far, so good. Um, well, I have good news for you. I read that reviews are already out on the show as a whole, and critics have given it glowing reviews all the way out, and I've specifically said it's very consistently good. Happy to hear that, man. Really yeah. happy to hear that. Um, well, yeah. Let me know your thoughts before I dive deeper what it loved it loved it absolutely last of us is probably it's not my favorite game of all time but definitely my favorite narrative game um which for you guys who are watching this maybe if if you're not a gamer you haven't played the game it is based off a playstation game that's been re-released several times now (laughs) yeah and um it's a narrative story driven game is the best way i can describe it like it's not like you know, you have like a goal or like there's not levels, so to speak, but you're playing through the experience of Joel and sort of his point of view. And it's very story driven. And I have to say, Will, um, I, I think I so far would agree with you. Hands down, the best adaptation I've seen. Um, I never watched the Halo show, but I heard it was pretty terrible. I did. So, yeah, I heard the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, it was really good. Um, when I heard that the Chernobyl writer was on the team too, like that's a very well-written atmospheric show. 
Um, and The Last of Us, the game itself, is also just an amazingly written um, yeah. game. So I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it, it seems to be that they're handling it the right way. Um, you know, Neil Druckmann, who is, I don't know, like the proper title to give him, but he's like, if you were going to boil down The Last of Us to one person, which obviously there's hundreds of people that worked on that. I think game. he was the main writer yeah, or he, the yeah, creative the, lead or something. Yeah. So whatever that per- correct terminology is there, he also is like you just they brought him on for the show and he's one of the head writers yeah. on the show and so they're all very involved which i think you know goes a long way yeah. for making an adaptation good well and i i maybe let's get into let's maybe kind of maybe talk about some of like things that stood out to us things we liked about the episode and then we can talk about sort of like the creative um because i have a thought on that like versus okay. the witcher you have people who love the source material Pedro Pascal, who indulged in the source material versus a situation like The Witcher. So maybe we table that and um, we just talk about the episode real quick. Um, Yeah. Very, Um, very atmospheric. Great sound, great acting. Um, I could not help but feel bad for Sarah. The whole like... Oh my god. Every time they gave us like extra scenes with her, like going to school, I was like, Yeah, you guys are really gonna make us just set us up to get punched (laughs) in the heart for sure. Yeah. Uh, So for those of you that didn't play the video game, uh the video game starts out in not the exact same way. We kinda like we don't get the scenes of Sarah going to school and stuff in the video game. It just kind of picks up that night. Um but the intro sequence of the video game is basically the exact same once they all get in the car and they're driving around. Um, and it's just a heartbreaking, heart wrenching, like seven minute sequence. And, uh, this was so true to the game, the way I think like we maybe even talked about this since we were watching it together. Um, but I was like, man, this is like exactly the same as the game. And they just, it was so good. And, uh, not to get, too long-winded on this one point because i know we're trying to just get through the episode really quick but that's just one of the things that i really appreciate about like you know making the adaptation it's like this beloved story and like that's a really integral part of it and it's like well we should change it to make it our own no like that was amazing so thank you for keeping it the same Uh, i I really really appreciate it yeah and i think there's something to be said about that of like not changing things just to change it but like appreciating things for what they are like there is I think I think it applies to both game players and people who haven't played it is because it's it's by itself it's already good. Right. So like you don't need to change it to try to impress someone. And people who are playing who've played the game, like the the spot the part where um Sarah gets shot, which is really interesting how the camera point of view is so similar to the game point of view. Like they really yeah. grabbed those angles well, especially like the um from Sarah's perspective, the back of the car yeah. as they're driving around, like yeah. I, I was giddy, just like <laughs> this is so much like the game, um, and it was it was so well written, like the hearing uh, Tommy and Joel like yelling at one another, like yeah. as you're just witnessing the chaos, like it was a great scene. But the point that I was getting at though was when Sarah gets shot and Joel's like holding her. I'm, I was thinking like, is he gonna say baby girl? Yeah, you know, and then he says it. He's like, come on, baby girl. Um, and I was like, he did it. He said the thing, <laughs> which is funny. It's not like, it's not even, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I would say it's an iconic line. Maybe it is. Um, like we've joked about that line, but it's just something like as a person who played the game, like when that happens, I'm like, it just, it reaffirms like this sense of yes, like this is, this is what I first experienced. This is the game I loved. And clearly they are paying attention to that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And a lot of the dialogue was like word for word lifted from the game. So right. yeah, it was great. Uh, so very happy about that. And the guy. And a uh, quick side note: the the actor I I don't know his name, but that plays Tommy. He yeah. sounds exactly like the voice actor. For a second, yeah, I was wondering I, if it it was him, but I don't I don't think it is. Um, but uh, Marlene I, I, is that yeah, her name? Marlene. That's yeah. the voice actress from the game. So no. she like that's the same actress, yeah. So oh, that is so cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> if I've been like, it doesn't sound like. I don't think that's her. <laughs> yeah, and this is maybe kind of a, a, a kind of like a brief segue, like a pit stop we can make before we talk more about the episode. Um, it is cool. I, I don't know what I don't want to like walk back what I said, but 
it's cool to like hear the characters and be like, yeah, that's Joel. Yeah, that's, but also uh, there's been some kind of weird obsession with like, um, can't think of the actress who plays Ellie. Ashley Johnson. No, no, not in the game. Uh, Oh, uh, Bella Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I saw it was like, you know, she doesn't look enough like Ellie and like someone was like, Joel's accent isn't quite like it should be. And I'm kind of like, guys, like guys, <laughs> like, can we please like <laughs> get a little bit of a grip on this? Yeah. So, and which I, I don't fault anyone for like necessarily feeling that way. But I guess what I'm saying is I feel like they've I think they've done enough to kind of give us that sense of these are the players now realized the the characters now realized in live action Uh, i'm very satisfied with it yeah me too and it's much better to go with like in terms of like casting a character it's much better to go for like actual acting chops and characterization chops than it is somebody that looks most like the video game character so um people that are complaining about those types of things are just just looking for something to complain about with a, with an adaptation this good, you know? So, mm. yeah. Sorry, I think I kind of sidetracked us here. I forgot where we originally were. Uh, just high points of the episode. Um, it's uh, interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Or, uh, I was just going to say, it's interesting the small changes they made. Yeah. Um, yeah. The airplane that crashed. Yes. Like, I was like, uh holy crap yes um but it was epic like that's very hbo budget-esque um 100 percent. and what which amazon where are you at with rings of power <laughs> yeah I mean, most on, expensive you know? show ever i mean where are you um, guys at but okay yeah we were just talking about like the faithful adaptation and how much we loved that but that's not to say that you can't make some changes um oh. and that i feel like that's encouraged but there's like a, obviously a thin line there of like i want to make this my own and i'm going to ignore the yeah. great ip Versus making interesting changes for the new medium or whatever the case may be. Um, But that airplane example is such a great example because uh, like we already mentioned, that driving sequence is almost like identical to the game. But what happens in the game is there's a car wreck and we kind of get faked out with that in the show. Um, It's when they're driving through the intersection, that car comes and they're like, whoa, but it doesn't actually hit. Yeah. Which I was like, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I was like, wait, so what's going to happen now? And then that plane crash being the thing that kind of you know, gets them in a wreck was just, it caught us off guard. Um, and just, I'm glad you brought this up. Cause I was, I wanted to make that same point that, uh, that's like an example of what I think is a fantastic change to make. Yeah. Um, I think we both like freaked out at that moment with, uh, yeah. Wow, what the heck? I started just screaming uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, and it's, it, for me, it added like a layer of wholeness to the world that, I didn't quite get with the game in the sense of that opening scene with the game, or we're just talking about just the show with the show. There's the scene where all the passenger planes are flying over like one after another. And I had this thought of, Oh yeah, like this would be absolute chaos because people would be becoming sick on the plane and you didn't get that in the game. And so it was just kind of a nicer sense of like, the world is basically ruined at this point. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but uh, the opening of the show uh, with the like scientists on the talk show or whatever from yeah. whatever year that was, that wasn't in the game. Uh, right. The game just starts with the the night with, with Sarah and, and Joel. Uh, so I thought that was a, an interesting and wise kind of addition because you can kind of give the audience that maybe is not familiar with the game kind of that precursor of like what's actually happening in this story like is it a zombie story like you kind of can fill in this disease that's you know about to set up the the reason the sh- the world has gone to you know this apocalyptic very, state very culturally relevant too i yeah. mean it, it talked about pandemic and i just kept thinking like covid which it was obviously intentional you know but um you know this is a game from 20 years ago and yet you're, I don't know when it released, actually, now I think about it. Um, but you're watching this intro panel thinking we, you, immediately the audience is latching onto it. So it's definitely great writing. Yeah. And like how, how fitting, right? Because I know I, some people that maybe, I don't know how large a slice of the pie this is, but people that maybe are just watching this show that don't even know it's based on a video game, 
I'm sure they're maybe thinking like, oh, like what a flavor of the the week show about a pandemic that they're making, you know? So I just, I don't know. Part of me wondered how many people were like thinking that, that yeah, this I, was that and not the fact that this idea is, you know, I however think, old it is. Yeah. And I think just as a random aside, I don't know how many new people who've never played the game watched the show last night. Um, but I do think more will watch it as it comes on. Like, I think we've yeah. seen the first episode. We saw how quality it was. Feels like a faithful adaptation and feels like separate from the game, just an amazing show. Like it was separate from the game. It was just a great hour plus of television. Yeah. Um, so I think as pe- as the word continues to get out, we're going to see more and more uh, people who have never played the game check out the show. Yeah, so, which is great. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. So, I think uh, definitely could be a next big hit for HBO. Didn't they say they're planning like five seasons or? I actually, I don't like know. That, I haven't looked into that at all. I think so. I'm actually pulling from the Rings of Power uh, comment because I think that's going to be five seasons. But they have said it it is a bound story. Like they're going to have multiple seasons. Um, first season so apparently covers the first game as a whole. Okay. Which could be a pretty amazing. Is it nine episodes? I think. I don't know. I actually haven't looked at any of this. I didn't. No idea how many episodes or seasons or anything they've said. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, it as a whole, it's a great story. Um, I am curious how it progresses, um, and also just like what other changes there might be. Um, like we got a little bit of a difference with Joel. Uh, Joel really wanting to leave to go see Tommy, who he hasn't heard from in a while. Right, and in the game. Tommy's joined the Fireflies and they are, I think they're estranged, right? I don't think he's, he I don't think he's trying to, yeah, I don't think he's trying to get to Tommy. I think Tommy joined the Fireflies and they kind of went their separate ways. Um, but then this job kind of, you know, pops up, I think. I don't know if that's right. I, I don't know either. I mean, Blake and I both played the game, if that wasn't clear by now, but it's been, a long time. A long time. Um, and this is kind of wanting. This has kind of gotten me wanting to replay it because they just they recently put out a remaster, so it's a good excuse to. I know. I think um, I might. But yeah, I can't quite remember. But I think so. He was part of the Fireflies, and I think in the show they implied he was as well because there was that that um, he tells Marlene. Marlene, yeah, there was yeah. some like you were the reason me and my brother. You know, I don't remember what he said, but. I felt like that laid the foundation for the same yeah. storyline. You guys who haven't played the game, and uh, sorry when you're broken record, but like you've played the game, you haven't played the game, but just trying to help both of our audiences here. Um, if you haven't played the game, that scene where they come into the warehouse and Marlene hands over Ellie may have felt a bit abrupt, like, oh, she's just going to hand them. They, they have a pretty, I wouldn't say rich background, but that's exactly what we're talking about is these people have met each other before. They actually know each other fairly well. And Joel and Tess have a reputation of being, you know, um, pretty incredible smugglers. Um, and so when that scene happens, it's definitely Marlene realizing this is kind of a golden opportunity. Uh, I say that only because I could just, I, I could see people being like, wait, she's just going to hand her over. And so anyway, hopefully that helps a little bit, but yeah. Um, I, so I feel there like are he, what, there are, there are nine episodes. There are nine. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like that's a, a pretty good amount of space to let the story of the first game breathe. Yeah. Um, and every episode is, um, just under an hour. Um, episode two is 53 minutes. Episode three is 76 minutes, which is interesting. Episode four is the shortest at 46 minutes, then 59 minutes, 59 minutes, 56, 51. And then the finale is 43. Hey, the finale is the shortest one. Finale, a lot happens in the finale of the game, so I don't, I don't want to say anything, but yeah, there's a lot to cover for sure, and it would feel weird to break it up. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they parse it out. Yeah, so I, yeah, we. I don't want to. Yeah. We'll maybe talk about this later in the in the in the show, but I think it's too early to talk about it right now. Uh, but yeah, I think, and again, I don't know, and this is probably I probably should have dug a little deeper before we started this podcast, but I thought that Joel was like his initial mission was to find Tommy in the game too. 
or you it don't think it was? Been, I actually don't remember. It's it's been so long that I can't track anything. To be honest, I just remember like big story points. So. Yeah, I do remember that it wasn't a car battery in the game. I think they it was are like going to try to get something or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, the other, a couple other um changes. Uh, I think that's what we were talking about. I don't know, but uh, right. the the show has thus far been a lot less. It is weapons. violent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. It's been a lot less violent than the games, which I think makes sense. I mean, video games just by virtue of not all video games, but just by virtue of how games like that, like the last of us works, like Joe kills a bunch of people, you know, like if by um, when they go and uh, are going into that warehouse to look for uh, Robert, I think is his name and get the battery or whatever they come in and like, everyone's already dead. Basically like we're coming in after like the altercation happened in the game. Like you're the one that like kills all those people. Uh, basically (laughs) so i think we're still gonna like get that um but it's just interesting how they're like i don't know if that was like an intentional choice as to like endear the audience to joel and stuff more before we just see him like murdering people or if it's just you know obviously when you're adapting a video game like you're not going to kill a million monsters in the same way you would in a game. So I wonder you, what the line there is. Yeah, I think I think there is a line. And I think if you cross it, it does feel too video gamey and you lose like the sense. It's the it's the plot armor that becomes tangible. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, okay, really? Okay. <laughs> you know? So I think I think some of it's it helps ground the show and that it's a very um you know, Joel all with for all intents and purposes is a fledgling person in this crazy chaotic world as is ellie and so it keeps it you know a bit grounded in that way um and i think separately it it probably becomes very clunky to have to i'm assuming it protects the other parts of the episode to not have to write in like this gunfight and um yeah so it's you know it's one of those changes that it's like yeah i trust why they did that and you know, um, I do think it will be a violent show. Um, I mean, he yeah. did beat this man to death. So, <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not going to be for the faint of heart. I think about another change they did. They did such a great job because I was wondering how are they going to. So in the in the game, you know from the get go that it's it's this very militaristic, oppressive regime that's kind of keeping everyone safe in Boston. Um, and I was wondering how they were going to communicate that or if they even would. And as soon as they rolled the boy in, uh, which props to him for making it all that way. Um, when they did the scan of him and she showed the red light in the back of my mind, I was like, I wonder if he's actually infected and like, he's done for. And then we got yeah. confirmation of that. I mean, it's, you know, and I have kids too, so it, you know, it never feels good for anyone. To <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I, I think the show is going to be a very dark show and, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm yeah. going with this. No, agreed. Um, though, uh, again, I know I'm kind of just going randomly across here but another thing that i did notice and read about that they were changing was they uh are not doing the spores which uh, again if you played the game there were like yeah. sections of the game where you had to wear a mask because like a super infected like releases spores to like uh you know spread the virus right. uh, and there's like a moment where we kind of get a glimpse of one of these when they're down in the basement and there's like that that thing on the wall right uh, which i was confused yeah because in the game you're mul- you're often putting on gas masks because these spores it's spread through the air um yeah so i was wondering uh and that's when i found this out is and i found some quote that was like yeah we're getting rid of that part because it just didn't really make sense logically which if you think too much about it it doesn't make sense because in the game if there's like one of those things in a room you got to put on your gas mask really quick and then when you leave the room you take it off but it's like it's not like the room was a vacuum like you know, there's right. door jams and and the apocalypse holes everywhere. So they're just like, yeah, we just are getting rid of that part entirely. Um, and it, it probably becomes going back to like making it believable. There's probably another line there where 
Like, did we write the spore scene okay where, like, it made sense why they didn't get infected or did yeah. get infected? And, or, like, coming up with bad guys, like, why didn't they just pull the gas mask on? Like, I think, I think it actually creates a lot of creative breath for the writing. Um, and I guess we saw, but though, then again, though, it was a bit of a flip because the whole intro was not just about the cordyceps, but um, wasn't there a comment about it being, um, like what if what if there was this pandemic that was um uh what's the expression when it's passed through the air um airborne airborne yeah which we're not dealing with that but i guess the guy's main speech was just about fungus in general and not necessarily an airborne uh virus but um yeah but anyway all that to say we we did get an image of what how it spreads in that we saw the little fungus oh. kind of creeping out of the mouth. <laughs> that was so nasty, um, but in a good way. Uh, and yeah, that, that scene earlier with her where she's just like in the background, kind of blurry, you know, and it like starts like oh freaking God. out. <laughs> Bro, I was like, are they really going to like do this to us? Like, and then when she was leaving and the dog was just like staring yeah, I was like, oh no. Which I think that, and I mean, obviously that was the implication that the dog could tell something was wrong, right? Before anyone mm -hmm. else could. And, you know, it comes to visit her that night because it's scared or whatever. Um, I seem to remember like dogs being used in the game in the same way. Like they would, uh, I don't know if, who it was because again, it's been forever since I played the game. But I feel like I remember dogs being like a detection tool that like people would use. Um so it's yeah, kind okay. of cool just that the little, I don't know if I'd call it an Easter egg, but just that the dog, you know, noticed like that at the very beginning of the show. Uh, also, the dog survives, presumably the show, which it didn't in the game. Yo, know, I was actually going to say, we better see this dog by episode nine to confirm that, <laughs> you know, the, the dog made, made it. it. Yeah. I don't know. yeah, I it was so. that whole intro. Yeah. As soon as there was like a decrepit grandma, I was like. Okay, they're going like the horror route that <laughs> this is very unsettling. Um, the whole grandma thing was crazy. We did get a difference from the game, and I like how they changed it because um, there was a lot of like suspense building and basically where like all hell breaks loose. In the game, the way that happens is when she turns on the TV, it's not like a stay in your house warning, it's a reporter who's reporting on like chaos or violence in the city of Austin. And then the camera, the, the camera just goes dead and right. You hear kind of like scream as it, there's kind of like it's eruption. And then in the background through the window, you see this huge explosion. And from then on it's chaos. Yeah. Um, uh, I like how they changed it, even though that would have been a cool scene in that it kept the suspense into chaos until she, goes in the house which i'm like don't go in the house yeah, Come no. on. what are you doing don't go in the house but how could she know you know but um and then old buddy garrity who <laughs> i love how they hit he, joel hit garrity and his wife and then like the neighbor was like running over yeah. to like you know and i was like well try to help him out too yeah yep. sorry unfortunately <laughs> um uh, go ahead um i was just I'm just, I'm thinking of random things as we're talking here. So forgive me. A but, lot of good things to reflect on. Yeah. yeah. Same thing's happening for me right now. Like I'm thinking about Avril Lavigne. Um, <laughs> I can't think of what that, that song is called, but I had that album uh, in high school yeah, and yeah. I listened to, I listened through it. So it's a song on that album. Um, but it was just so great. Like it was very 2000. Like, I think there's yeah, probably like a whole, back. there's like a, a consultant out there who this is their, their thing and shows oh, for sure. But he also, Joel had, um, uh, he had the the mobile phone, the long phone that also mm -hmm. had like the leather um the, like, case, case yeah. holder on it. You know, total dad. So there was move. that. There was Avril. Um, there's a lot of just really just great nods to that era that I was like, oh yeah, this is 2003 <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And so. uh, they also again weird segue, but. They uh, a lot of the same clothes were the exact same clothes from the game, like that the characters were wearing, and that's just another like great attention to detail cool. that I loved. Um, but yeah, the uh, okay, I remember what I was what I was trying to say earlier with the whole like grandma in the opening scene. Um, I'm really interested to see how much more they lean into like pure horror and like really tenseful moments because I mean the game. 
I guess you would call the game scary, but that wouldn't be like my first way to describe it to somebody. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't describe it as a scary game, though there are tense, scary yeah. parts. I I wouldn't be surprised if this is if we see more scenes like that. Yes, yeah, so um, that's what I was wondering. Is like how how much of a like horror? I horror doesn't feel like the right word, but everyone knows what yeah. it means. I wonder how much yeah. horror they're going to lean into. I haven't. Did you watch Chernobyl? No, I didn't, and I know I need to. I just know for how like atmospheric intense that show was. I. I just can't imagine not experiencing more of what we saw in episode one, um, which there are some really great story notes um, in this story that I won't spoil. But um, yeah, I think I think there's going to be more of it for sure. Um, I think so. Which, by the way, um, I I I like the clickers from what we've seen so far. Um, the mouth thing was really gross and cool. But, um, I, and I read a comment that someone said like when the clicker, well, I don't think they used the phrasing clicker cause they didn't know what to call it. But I read a comment that someone was like, when Joel's like carrying, uh, Sarah and the person like, you know, shoots the, up. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And someone was like, that was kind of goofy. Well, in, in the game, I thought it was great. Cause it's, um, excuse me, a very, very faithful to the game in that mm. the clickers, because there are, um, if you go back to the intro about the marionettes and like puppeting creatures, the cordyceps fungus is animating and controlling people. These are the clickers, the zombies, as you may think of them. And their movements are very abrupt and very much how I think the show illustrated it. Like I thought it was like, I was like, oh, wow, they nailed both that without it looking goofy for me and also in a kind of a terrifying way. Yeah. The clickers were very 28 days later. Yes. Which I was like, holy crap, this is nuts. Like when he was chasing after him into the house and like the actor like lunged like and like landed Just face like, first. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is in. insane. But yeah, I love I that. Know. I love that too. Cause I mean, it's, I guess it is a, you know, we'll call this a zombie show. I mean, I guess it belongs under that yeah. umbrella. So, and 28 Days Later is a great comparison. But these are these are terrifying zombies, you know? And I thought that that was such a cool way to illustrate, you know, not just the meandering, like, but no, it's like, like you said, the, they're being puppeted by this fungus that does not have athleticism or like, you know, uh, the coordination of having piloted a body its whole life. So yeah, they are just like, just lust like lusting after their target with mm. reckless abandon i thought that was yeah and a really cool scene nothing against like the walking dead after well a lot against it after like season five but <laughs> um you know the slow moving zombies they're again i just keep coming back to like them grounding the show into like believability there is something about the walking dead where somehow this like you know one mile an hour creature is like on the person and they're like oh oh you know and it's i don't know it's it's can definitely be done in a tense way but this style which i mentioned 28 days later um what's the one that brad pitt was in um, uh world war z world war I z think. like that kind of um zombie is terrifying uh but I, it just made me think of also another hats off to the production team uh World War Z was very much many scenes were animated mm -hmm. and I didn't get the impression that this person last night was CGI'd like it no. looked like an actual actor who was yeah. like throwing their body, <laughs> which yeah. is just terrifying. I don't know. So no, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm really excited again. I mean, this isn't really a spoiler, but there are more, there's more than like one type of zombie, let's call it. And we kind of got a glimpse of, you know, the, the more infected person that they saw down in the basement that was against the wall. I'm yeah. just really excited to kind of see more of the iterations that I know to be coming. I'm pretty sure there was one really big one in the trailer. Um, right. So yeah. it's definitely coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm now I, I just got me thinking that we know it's nine episodes now. I'm really wondering how it's going to be parsed out, but yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. So, um, I feel like I had something else to say about the actual episode. Um, but 
one thing uh-huh. while you're while you're thinking that uh that I just really loved was that scene toward the end where they run into the guard again and it's kind of giving Joel PTSD of mm-hmm. of that moment with Sarah. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't in the game. I don't think, at least not in that he, same no. way. Um, no. So I really love that. It's just another example of a of a change that I thought was awesome. Yeah. Like, what a great moment to kind of like to slip into the show. That of course, like I mean, it's almost the exact same situation. A soldier is, it's not his daughter this time, but you know. So yeah. I, it was totally believable to me that he would like lose himself and beat that guy to death. Which did, did you get the impression that he's dead? Like that he beat him I, to death, or is yes, he just like I read like a um, I read like an after show commentary or something from the uh, either Neil Druckmann or um, I need to look up the guy who wrote Chernobyl just to give him credit. Um, and they were like, "Yeah, when he murders the guard." Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think he's dead. I'm pretty sure. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Um, so, but know. that was nice. And I'm actually um, again having played the game. We obviously knew what was going on with Ellie, which is kind of teased for the, for the start of the show. So with the way that they were teasing it, I was surprised to get the reveal in the end, but I guess it kind of people that didn't play the game, maybe they like need to know that information. But I, I was kind of wondering if they were going to tease that out over a couple episodes before they find out that, you right. know, she had well, it, been bitten or whatever. It happens in the game that way though. Like she gets scanned and they realize she's infected and she has to explain that she got bit. And um, so I, I think it still matches the story. Mm-hmm. It, it did. It did seem like there was an opportunity to like kind of draw it out to like episode two or three. Like what makes you so special? You know? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> anyway, um, there was something else I was going to mention, though. I don't remember what it was, but um I will say they did change the the lines of the first guard that shoot him and Sarah. Um, I think in the game, he says something like on the radio, he says like, you know, but sir, there's a young girl here or something. Mm-hmm. And in the show, he just says, yes, sir. And then there was, th- 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 these kind of details are, are so great to me. There was a director who said, who to- caught this, ta- uh, coached this, per- or the person that naturally did it on their own, but the difference from the yes, sir, to yes, sir. Yeah. was like we just knew what it what it meant um but an interesting change that they changed that from it was a lot more subtle and yet weeks in that moment it was like oh God. yeah so anyway yeah um any other things you want to talk about the episode and then we can move on to um i mean in the moment no but i'm just sitting here randomly remembering things but i, I'm, I do want to say move on i do want to say i love um anna torv i think's her name playing tess mm. yeah she does everyone was casted so well yeah um, she was awesome like i was like this is great character um yeah which but in the game or go ahead well i was gonna say once tiny change i don't think there's much of a romance between them i could be wrong but that scene where he's drinking and and taking the oxy i think uh until he basically falls asleep and he she comes in and falls into the bed with him i think there was a little bit of a note of um not a note it was like yeah they they sleep together not like have sex but i mean like they're like um, in a relationship they're in a relationship yeah mm-hmm. and i'm saying like not it wasn't implied they had sex in that moment i'm just saying um yeah it seems like there is a romantic interest there um which in the game i'm pretty sure it was maybe hinted on. Like I, I can envision Neil Druckmann maybe being like, yeah, this is kind of what we envisioned, even though we didn't necessarily give that heavy of a nod to it. Um, just a random comment for me, I guess. But, no, yeah, that's actually what I was going to say is uh, in the game, it wasn't ever explicitly said. So that's an interesting, and I feel like a, a change. I don't even know if it's fair to call it a change because for the canon of the game, they could be in a relationship. It's just never said. Um, but I think it, it, it like enriches everything, uh, to have those yeah. moments, to have that moment to kind of illustrate that more fully. Um, yeah. she was very much, um, I loved how I, I really loved this actress. I don't see anything with her. Um, I loved how she was a freaking awesome, like character and also slipped into like this, um, like when they get outside of the wall and Ellie's like, like, Oh my gosh, I've never been out before. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like <laughs> I just envisioned my parents saying that to me basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
I was like, she's nailed the parenting part too. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, uh well, you want to move on? I had some thoughts about kind of like the yeah. show as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's great when like, and part of this is, you know, Neil Druck, and maybe this was what was bartered with, with HBO. Like maybe Neil Druckmann said like, Hey, if we're going to do this, I want to be one of the writers for the show. Like I want to be one of the decision makers. Mm-hmm. Um, because we saw with the Witcher, none of this is confirmed, but what has been heavily rumored, heavily rumored is that the writers of the show um, completely disregarded the source material, the books and the games of the Witcher. And in some cases, even like joked about some of the source material uh, and that Henry Cavill on the on the flip side is an extreme nerd. I think it's uh, Cavill, just for the record. No, Cavill. There you go, <laughs> Henry Cavill. On the flip side, um, deep nerd. I saw a video of him, an interview recently, where they asked him about his gaming, and he was like, "Yeah, I I play pretty casually. It's about four hours a day." And then he was like, <laughs> "Now that I said that, that probably sounds like a lot, and it is a lot, <laughs> like something like that." <laughs> Um, but very much in, involved in the gaming world and from what was rumored could turn to, would know where a, a piece of the material was in the actual source book, like down to a chapter or down to a page. Um, so like this tension there of, um, you know, uh, just people who are not chasing dollars, but actually want to see this thing realized. And it feels like so far that's what we have with the last of us yeah 100 percent agreed i think it i think it has a lot to do with the fact that neil Druckmann is so involved obviously um and not just him you know uh troy baker ashley johnson the voice actors and just actors i mean they did a lot of beyond just lending their voice like the, the motion capture and everything for joel and ellie um they were involved as well. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there in the middle. So you can just tell that like, there's a lot of care that's gone into this. And um, in the case of of Troy and Ashley, I know they're both getting cameos in the show too, which is kind of a cool nod to give yeah. them. Um, yeah. I was looking for Troy. I didn't see him, but I might've missed him. But I imagine, because uh, I guess I don't want to like, it's not a spoiler in any form or fashion, but I just, we know who who Ashley Johnson is playing. So I guess I just won't say it, but it's not a big deal. Um, but so, yeah, I've got my, my eye out looking for Troy. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's clear that a lot of, uh, thought and care has gone into this and it's not just a, let's get a paycheck, you know, like they, they're wanting to, to really do this story justice. And I think it, it means a lot to all these people involved because it's not, not to diminish any of them to one singular thing, but I got to imagine this is for a lot of them, one of the most important projects of their life. Well, and it it takes someone recognizing the value of a story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. I go back to Breaking Bad, which I consider to be one of the best shows of of all time. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Sorry. Uh, Saul Goodman. uh, What's his name? Better Call Saul. Uh, Yeah, what's the actor's uh, name? Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Just won Best Actor um, last night. He did. Before. He did. Good. Finally, uh, man. He hadn't well, won anything for that it yet. Was, it wasn't an Emmy. It was... Um, it was like the Golden Globes or something last night or something like that. Uh, let's see what it was called. Um, no, it wasn't the Golden Globe. He didn't win Best Glo- Golden Globes. It was at the uh, Critics' Choice Awards. He won okay. Best Actor in a Drama Series. Um, phenomenal actor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul. Amazing. I'm getting off point here. <laughs> Uh, Breaking Bad, five seasons, five and a half seasons, maybe even six, we could call it. And, uh, what's the creator's name? Uh, Vince Gilligan. Uh, Vince Gilligan. Thank you. Uh, I'm bad with names. Vince Gilligan purportedly was asked to extend it to seven, eight plus seasons. Cause it was a mass- massive cash cow and he declined and said, this is the story of the show and in its entirety. And I think when people protect that, it really it, it makes a show legendary, you know? So I, I, hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I, there's definitely something to be said about not just cashing in a check and creating actually good story, um, which hopefully is the case. So, yeah. And I mean, it seems like, I mean, I guess it could eventually happen. I highly, highly doubt it. But in the case of an adaptation like this, like the story is already known. So it's not like 
and I mean, never say never, because I mean, look what we're getting with The Witcher. But I can't imagine they're like, oh, Last of Us is really popular. Let's build five more seasons and just change the, you know, change the canon from the games. Um, I don't even want to jinx I, it, but surely that's not going to happen. Yeah, I would trust HBO not to do that. I would not trust any other studio to do that. Yeah. Only because HBO's had pretty high quality stuff um, for a while. Um, Game of Thrones. So not even though. to mention. <laughs> yeah, but that was two writers who yeah, maybe yeah. were given too much yeah. rope. It still hurts. It still hurts. Yeah. So are, isn't it wild how that show is so hand in hand remembered yeah. from being so great and also flubbed so badly? It, um, it could have been the best show of all time. Yeah. And it's just yeah. a pain. It's painful. Anyway. That's all. That's a whole nother video. Um, so Dragons though won best uh, best show. I haven't watched it yet. I'm still. I'm too either. hurt by Game of Thrones, yeah. <laughs> but I have only heard great things. So maybe I need yeah. to check that out. So, but yeah, something to absolutely be said about like the story that knows its start and its finish, and that's what they go in to make, and that's what they make, and they don't go any further. I um, I think this season could be. This is maybe a ballsy, you know, thing to hope for. I think this first season could be in its entirety just one of the best seasons of television that we will see in recent memory um just knowing the whole story which i won't spoil on the flip side i'm really curious what happens in season two and season three because they've already said it's gonna be multiple seasons Um, i was gonna say did you when you looked up the episodes did you find that find any answer uh, to how many seasons they were gonna be let me see but yeah, um, while you're looking that up, me too, because um, Blake and Earl, okay, I don't want to speak for Blake, but I actually have not played the second Last of Us game. Blake has, but he hasn't finished it. Um, right. That being said, I'm, I am still know what happens in the second game, but obviously not, not um, intimately since I didn't actually play it. I just kind of heard the general, like the general narrative mm-hmm. of it. Uh, right. So I'm very interested to see how seasons two and anything beyond two, uh, what they shape up to look like. Yeah, and I I guess they haven't really said. I'm sure they probably haven't. Thing. I mean, unless you know, they probably want to see maybe how this goes, and then you know, I don't know if The Last of Us Two is a quote unquote longer game than one. Like maybe it would make sense to break that up into multiple seasons, and so oh, maybe they want to see. Okay, so I I'm misremembering. Um, I'm misremembering. Uh, they said a second season is likely if the first season is well received. Okay. Um, uh, Druck Druckman suggested a second season would immediately cover the sequel part two. Um, interesting. Okay. I mean this goes against everything we were just talking about, but I would say it is possible if, you know, let's say they do season one and two and that covers games one and two, they could even just tell other stories that inhabit this world. If they've set it up, yeah. you know, that doesn't have to follow any character we're already familiar with. Mm-hmm. Now I'd hope they, I mean, on paper, I guess I hope they don't do that because that typically doesn't go well based on everything we were just saying. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think it's possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just reading this Wikipedia. Uh, by the way, the other writer from Chernobyl, uh, Craig Mazin, or Mazin. Um, clearly, I'm not good at pronouncing, pronouncing names. Cavill. Is it really Cavill? <laughs> yes. Bro, how have I followed this guy for a decade? To, you said it He's another my, time in our podcast. Bro, I have said it for years. <laughs> and I, I thought about correcting you there, but I was like, nah. Hang on, we gotta, I couldn't let it happen this. again. How to pronounce Henry. I'm not wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> and Google's wrong, too. <laughs> Yeah, and he's a, a great he's a great American actor too. <laughs> a great American Superman, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, anyway, all of the all of the the uh the English are taking our big roles, man. They have been for like a decade now. Yeah, um, and I was reading a great Reddit thread on what are some examples of actors that you didn't know were American playing British roles. Oh, um, you remember any of them? No. <laughs> Uh, Dick cool. Van Dyke was cool. one of them from oh. uh, Mary Poppins. I definitely knew he was an American, but yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> Dick Van Dicke, right? 
<laughs> it's um, all these mispronunciations. This is a nice little yeah. segue, I feel like. Speaking of leading men, I'd be remiss if we didn't take a moment to talk about our boy Pedro Pascal. Freaking crushing it. Like yeah, I, he's, he's one great. of my favorite actors right now. He's absolutely destroying. Yeah, Wonder Wonder Woman 2. I mean no. peak. Okay, sorry. <laughs> don't, don't sully his name like that. That, that movie wasn't his fault. I actually thought he, I thought he as a character was pretty good in as an actor, pretty good in the movie, even though it was a terrible movie. Yeah. But this you know, the movie's bad when my wife thinks it's bad. Yeah, my wife will watch and enjoy anything. And she as the movie ended, she was like, That is so dumb. So <laughs> I was like, and I actually thought it was okay, but anyway, sorry, off topic, off topic. Yeah. Oh, Pedro yeah. Pascal amazing he's, he's crushing it right now and um I'll, I'll connect this to the show eventually but just gotta shout him out this show the mandalorian which funnily enough he's kind of playing a similar like yeah. dad mentoring like taking care of a kid you know in terms of like right. the grogu relationship so my man's kind of found his niche in a way um mandalorian season three trailer tonight tonight yeah can we do a reaction oh, to let's, it let's do it okay let's do it um Drops tonight. Oh my gosh. And bro, when he be one of my favorite characters of all time, freaking Oberyn from Game of Thrones back when it was good. Amazing uh, character. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I was actually, you know, like the random shower thoughts you have as like you're falling asleep and you're just like cycling through like random thoughts. I lunged, I latched onto his role like a few nights ago, just processing like, dude, that character was so freaking good. Um, and how this is such peak Game of Thrones, by the way how it punches you so hard in the gut that you don't expect it. But when he, you know, the suave, charismatic, so brilliantly acted character screams as mm. his head is getting smashed. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't seen Game of Thrones yet, sorry. Um, you'll only get hurt if you watch it. So yeah. just, just watch House of Dragons um, or House of the Dragon. I don't know actually what it's called. I think, yeah, I think it's that. Um, but um, but yeah, lo absolutely love that great. character. That's when I fell in love with uh with with him. Um, yeah. And just quick aside, the for anyone that actually watched Game of Thrones, surely you feel the same way. I don't know how you couldn't. But um, one of the most impressive things I learned was like the first scene he he filmed as Oberyn coming onto that show was like one of the final scenes of the not his final scenes, but one of the final scenes like of that season. Cause you know, they film stuff out of order and it was the scene where he's talking to Tyrion in the, in the jail cell. And it's such yeah. like a powerful scene. And yeah. like, he's just so inhabits that character. It just blew my mind to learn that that was his first scene that he came in and filled as film. Yeah, I as did. Character. I did know that detail and that definitely speaks volumes about him. And I think it's cool too. I don't, this might be just a, a bias, like a incorrect thing, but I feel like when I was younger, there was kind of like this sense of like, there's the real actors who are on, on, on the big screen. And then there's like TV show actors where people kind of go when their career is kind of like waning. And yeah. there's some people who like, that's where there's there. Some people make it big. Like I think about the cast of friends. Um, it's interesting that you can have characters today who are so prolific on television and yet maybe aren't in popular films. Um, yeah, and that's that's okay, obviously, but um, I just think he's absolutely shredding it as a TV show actor, and um, yeah, he's amazing. He's so good. Yeah, that's just a. I think that's just been a change in our culture over the last like twenty years. You know, due to streaming services mostly, uh, where movies. I don't know. I'm not trying to say movies are dying, but I feel like the these big network shows like HBO and like you know, I guess Netflix. Yeah. Um, those are kind of like the bigger stars than. You know, obviously, people that are in movies these days are pretty big stars because only the big movies really get made anymore. But like, I would say it's well, almost more prestigious to be like the leading man in a HBO show than it is to just have a random movie, you know? Right. And I think about um, how rare I actually get. I think it's a great insight. So much of it is pandered to um, the streaming services. And I think of how rare it is that I get out of the house and actually go to a movie. Yeah, It's really only Marvel movies that yeah. I get out and go to. Um, just saw Black Panther and then we'll see, I'll go see um, Quantumania uh, next month or the month after whenever it comes out. 
Um, but another example of this though, uh, everything everywhere all at once that just won best picture. Yeah. That was so good. Um, also I haven't seen it, but also streamed online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think you're spot on on your comment. So, um, and to bring it all back to the last of Us show, I saw an interview with Troy Baker, who again was the voice actor for Joel in the game where he was giving, uh, Pedro Pascal like very high praise saying that like they talked a lot um, and that Pedro even taught him something about the character he didn't know which for somebody who's lived in this character for 20 iconic 15 ish years like he didn't have to say that you know like and I could see a lot of and I'm not this maybe isn't even worth saying but I I could definitely see a world where like that voice actor is mad at the fact that like he didn't get to play this yeah. character, you know, and none yeah. of that's happening at all. But uh, yeah. so in no world does he need to give him that high of praise being like he's killing yeah. it and he taught me things I didn't even know. So just yeah. shout out to our boy. Um, yeah. And very, you know, someone like Daniel Day Lewis is known for like throwing himself into his character's roles. And maybe it's too much praise to say that about Pedro Pascal, but I do know I read a comment that he was told, "Hey, we'll give you, we'll give you, we'll direct you, we'll give you kind of all the direction you need to go. Don't worry about the games. Like you don't need to play them or figure out anything about them." And apparently, on his own accord, I don't know if he played the games, but he absolutely like read about them, got into them, like learned all that kind of source material, um, which is great because he could have easily been an actor who's like. Cha-ching, HBO show, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, let's get this over with. And yeah, it's just, it's just, it's great when someone appreciates what they're doing, um, which is what it seems like is the case. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so, uh I just I don't want to, you know, only give love to him because we again we've talked about everyone in this show seems to be casted very well. But Bella Ramsey, who's playing awesome. Uh, Ellie is, is killing it so far. Yeah. So. Very Ellie-esque. <laughs> that, that girl is having a hell of a career already, you know? Good like for her. Game yeah. of Thrones and now this. Like, I'm interested yeah. to see what she does as she uh, as she gets older, too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, she's very Ellie-esque. Um, definitely captures the heart and soul of our little rebellious Ellie. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely, I'm excited, man. I'm very excited for episode two this next Sunday. Me so. too, man. I just got this terrible fear that like we were so high on this episode and are so excited. What if it's just terrible? We watch and we're like, <laughs> like it's great content for us. Just a thumbnail of we were wrong. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So anyway, which is basically our thumbnail for Lord of the Rings. Like, is it any good? And we were like, <laughs> you know, I, so. I'm hoping I season two is better. Yeah, I, I, I like I Powers. Too, like as a know? Lord of the Rings fan, right. it's objectively not great television, though. Yeah, it's so, not like a, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, <laughs> it is. I don't know if you saw, there's a Reddit post today that was trending of um, Halo fans after watching The Last of Us, and it was like a picture of the Master Chief <laughs> just like sitting, like looking at the ground, because um, apparently the show like flopped horribly. But I didn't see that um, meme, but I saw another one, and I can't. I think it was Uncharted. It was like Uncharted fans <laughs> yeah. watching The Last of Us, and it was like a guy putting a gun to his head. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that movie, but I had friends who saw it who never played the game who were like, "That was really good." So maybe like as a non adaptation, people liked it. But yeah, anyway. that's what I was gonna say. I finally watched because it came out on Netflix, so I finally watched it and. If if you just treat it as if it's not Uncharted IP, then it's like a fun popcorn adventure movie. But yeah, okay, like the rundown. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> we rundown. Rundown's better. Rundown's better for sure. Rundown is pretty good. It's so, a good movie, bro. We got a little thunder. Peter Dwayne Johnson. A little lightning. Oh, yeah. A little lightning. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that are, that is our thoughts on episode one. We'll be back next week for episode two. We'll also have our reaction to the episode up. We have a lot of content this week, man. We have um, the trailer for Mandalorian. We have um, Critical Role. Uh, this last week's episode, Vox Machina Season 2. Bro, we, our hands are full. You're going to see a lot of content from us coming maybe, soon. Maybe, and I, I've been keeping my eye on it. I didn't see anything that came out today, but maybe the OGL news too, which I know. Right. There was right. some mention of it dropping today, but we'll yeah. see. 
Yeah. Um, thank you guys for watching. Let us know what you thought about the episode in the comments. And then just generally speaking, we'll try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. We're not going to moderate the comments too much. Uh, so you guys, if, you've, if you haven't played the game, just be aware. I feel like there's always someone who, you know, Dumbledore yeah. dies, you know, <laughs> yeah. so which I just spoiled that for you as well. If you've never watched Red Harry Potter. So <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else, my friend? I don't think so, man. Excited okay, for little, the show. Little thumbnail action. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think we should do like, kind of like just smiling, like glee, giddiness. Okay. You know, just excited. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, we're the Pixelist. You can check us out on Twitter uh, and on TikTok, and also listen to the podcast. So, I think that's it. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Bye. See ya.